Welcome to Centrist Madness. Oh, it's Centrist Madness with Matt, Hope, and John. And we got our guest tonight. Have you already introduced him? I did. No. Well, no. well. barely. I, I talked about my day. No, no, no. How eventful <laughs> it was. That's, that's as much introduction as I got in. Yeah, we, ju- we just talked. You know, of all the people in the alt center, Anas is the most controversial. Sexy. Oh. Contrarian, right? Unpredictable, I would say. Sounds like sexy to me. He's not the most centrist. I wouldn't say that. But he's the most... What is the most centrist? Who's the most centrist? Well, I don't even know what the concept means. Like the most exactly in the center? Yeah. Or like the most hardcore yes. about being centrist? The most in the center. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's I think it's probably Catherine, right? Because she's really into cinema, right? I mean, I, I have like uh, this like really vulgar definition of centrism where I would just define it as you, you, the more you say both, both sides have a point, the more centrist you are. Sure. Yes. <laughs> For sure. That's true. And if you, and if you're like, Oh, like I'm a fan of cinema. I mean, I don't, I don't really see that many fans of cinema that are like very open and overt about it. But the ones you do see are pretty clear that they like her because she's, she she allies herself with Republicans quite often, and so we got to start talking the issues of the day, guys, because there's so much politics going on. Oh yeah, and world history is being made. You know, yes. I have no idea what's going on, so please tell this to someone who knows. Our, nothing. our centro topic list is so long. Should we should we do a vox planer? How long is for, it? Uh, like a centrist, alt centrist vox planer for hope for what's going on in Afghanistan. Well, uh, sure. What's going on in Afghanistan, guys? Who wants, well, who wants to go first? You remember we invaded there when you were two, one? A you remember when you were a baby? Yeah. And we invaded Afghanistan? I don't remember, but I know. I've heard. Because <laughs> we wanted to bring them freedom. No. And freedom fries. I mean, we were mad about 9-11. And we thought, hey, if we could... Give people freedom and, you know, do stuff because 9-11 at the same time, that's a win You can understand this at, like, multiple levels, right? There's, like, multiple layers of, like, what happened in 2000. Let's talk about that. And one of the... Go ahead. Let's talk about what it was like when we decided to go to Afghanistan and what the experience was like as an American when we decided to go to Afghanistan. It was great. Felt great. It felt I mean, logical, right? Well, so in the whole, like the way I remember it is they're like, okay, we just like blew their shit up with like 300 people. Like they just sent in special forces and those guys were like, you know, drop the bomb here, you know, laser pointers, like boop, boop, boop. And they just went in and like blew all that shit up. But here's Maybe that's all propaganda. But, I don't but, know. But, but then, but then there was like, wait a second. We came here for Osama bin Laden. And we didn't get him. He's just somewhere around. That was a bummer. Mm-hmm. Right? He's we somewhere here. We, we can't find him. Well, well, I mean, they they were they there was there was good intelligence uh in early two thousand two and uh late two thousand one that uh demonstrated with some not conclusive, but it demonstrated that 
you know, there was good reason to go into uh, 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 the Tora Bora Mountains because that's that's what he was like hiding. And the multiple U.S. military commanders decided that they're not going to do it because they were not mm-hmm. willing to take in so many casualties. Um, right. And so John they Kerry so so they probably that. just let him get away because. The, the U.S. Military this president nation. didn't go into Tora Bora. Bush they, 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 so they, like- they flew. They flew sorties. They flew sorties. They sent in. Uh, uh, I, I think there were Hellfire missiles that were launched, but but there was never like any serious uh, uh, like on the ground infiltration of of the caves and where 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 Osama bin Laden was thought. Well, I mean, to be it's hiding. caves. I, you know, I, like who wants to go cave? Like, by yeah, cave? like who, nobody wants to die in a cave. Like. Um, and get get shot in the neck by like, you know, Al Qaeda. Like, uh, uh, yeah, that's probably. Oh, wait true. a second! I bet there's no someone out there. Okay. Wait a second! Why are we afraid of caves? They're scary. They're dark. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the caves themselves. It was just that. It was just that the U.S. military uh, has this. Uh, They're not comfortable. Absurdly okay. ridiculous, like amount of like, like not being able to tolerate casualties. Like there's nowhere to sit in the cage. But then because we didn't, <laughs> but because we didn't get him, that's when it pivoted. When we didn't get him, then it became like this weird amorphous thing, where well, we didn't get him, but we're not leaving. Wait, so you think if if he had been there, we would have just shot him and then just like flown off? I think that's entirely. It po- could be, could be, but we don't know that because it's it's hard. I don't think that would have happened. If we had, so let's say we zip in. Like the tal- we like the Taliban was out of power fast, right? That was not the issue. So deposing the Taliban was not a problem. But then we didn't get bin Laden, right? So we were there, we had decapitated the leadership of Afghanistan, and right. we hadn't gotten the guy we had come for. So we went we entered into this weird, like, I don't know if amorphous is the word, but like like this twilight realm where we weren't necessarily that interested in establishing a new government in Afghanistan, but we couldn't leave if we hadn't gotten bin Laden. Right. No, man, you can't depose the government and then just take off. Yes, you can. That's viewed as being irresponsible to just leave them in a state of like, you know, anarchy. Well, but that's what, that's what, I mean, it's not that things were great beforehand. We came yeah, there the, from the beginning, Yeah, you're right. There was like no, there was no way to kind of like because you have to understand that Afghanistan had been embroiled in civil war for decades uh, up to the moment that we invaded, and uh, between '96 and 2001, the Taliban had been, you know, the the it was a coalition of like, uh, 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 you know, rebel groups that had coalesced into forming a Islamic government that was very friendly to Al Qaeda and so on, but they'd ruled it only for uh, uh, you know six uh, five years, uh, and and they had they had destroyed uh, you know every institution, uh, the universities, the media, the press. The, they blew up the those government. fucking Buddhist every, statues. Right. They just destroyed really everything, and so there was shit, like man. no there was like no uh, elite that you could just kind of like like competent elite that could govern. A country the size of Afghanistan with that population of forty million, uh, and so yeah, we had to stay to, to to make sure that we could salvage something uh, and try to get whoever uh, you could get to to to, to so it wouldn't the become country. a hotbed of terrorism and yeah, all that stuff. Right. 
I still, but I still think that like we zip in there, we kill Bin Laden. There's an exit plan. Well, it seems like a good idea now, right? Wait, but mm. no, at the time, at the time, it felt like we got to go there, liquidate whatever Al Qaeda is there, and then kill Bin Laden, right? And then that didn't happen, and then we're just there. What's happening now? <laughs> I feel we're like leaving. we need more content. We're leaving. Oh, we're leaving. Yeah. Okay, but so we've been there the whole time? We've been there for 20 years. Yeah. A, a little shy wow. of 20 years, but yeah. We had troop That's... levels. What was the highest it ever got to? Like, was it 100,000? Did it ever get up that high when they did the surge? I looked at a picture of it. And it I want to say that it was 70,000. Oh, photographic memory. That's impressive. And then it was down to okay, like... so 70,000. It was like, down to like 12,000 at the end of Obama's term. Mm -hmm. And then... Trump brought it up to seventeen. It peaked. It peaked in two thousand ten, uh, at at a hundred thousand. That's when it peaked. Oh, so they call that. That that was that was really like the you know the surge the the so called surge. Yeah, it, 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 but prior that prior to that year two thousand nine, there were sixty seven thousand, and there was a surge of uh, thirty three thousand. Uh, additionally, mm, so mm -hmm. it came up to around a hundred thousand in the end. Yep, just about and, exactly. And that adds to a hundred sixty-seven. Yeah, but then ever yeah, since, checks out. but then ever since then, it it's been steadily declining. Uh, and uh, uh, in twenty sixteen, uh, there were uh, eighty-four hundred. Uh, uh, oh wow, got that by, low. By the end of by the end of twenty sixteen, there were eighty-four hundred. Uh, yeah. And then there was a surge in twenty seventeen. So yeah, so it was a really small force towards like towards uh, the. The present moment, it was a small forest that had been there stationed. And then, you know, right. we assumed that, you know, at some point there would be a level of competence. Yeah, we were trying to train up the army to like take over and such. And then Trump makes this agreement, um, basically directly with the Taliban, that um, they're going to pull out. Um, and he like dropped troop levels down to like 3,500. And then he makes the agreement with the Taliban and then like Biden takes over and Biden's not been a fan of the war for like years. Um, so he's like, yep, we're getting the fuck out. And um, so team. they. Yeah. So that's good. Wow. Is it well, good? That's a loaded yeah, question. Good, I you know. Point. It is a loaded question. Is it it's, good? It's like one of those things that sound great in theory, but then you have to kind of. Um, subjected to uh, you know some empirical testing. Okay, so let's like how is this going to look like? Like you know, well, the, the first thing all these the, predictions. Yeah, go ahead. The first thing is, and um, <laughs> what we need to admit here is that uh, Joe Biden is the president, right. and he is now an agent of history. And this is the decision he has made. He has made this decision that we are just going to rip the Band-Aid off and mm -hmm. it will be over for us. I think it's because he's goth. It could goth. be because he's goth. Uh, well, I think he's kind of goth about his dead kid. You know, his kid, his kid went to Iraq and then got brain cancer. And I think that's part of why he's like, I'm done with this shit, right? I think that does figure into his... Yeah. And he's just deeply skeptical about 
the possibility of nation building in Afghanistan, though? I think dead U.S. troops, that does bother him. And so sure. he's become... Well, I mean, it bothers everyone who's not a sociopath. But he's become very... And, you know, right? his foreign policy attitudes have always been crazy. Biden? Like, unpredictable. So, like, Joe Biden is a guy who supported the Iraq War, but not the Persian Gulf War, which is, like, a crazy combo, right? I think he's got to be, like, one of a handful of guys. You're talking about uh, HW? Right. So he opposed that war. He opposed the Kuwait thing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. people, people have different names. Yes. So I call that the Persian Gulf War. Yeah. Okay. I think, like, people have, like, Iraq War II... I don't know. I think Iraq war is one that doesn't involve Kuwait. Yeah. There's also the Iraq-Iran war, sometimes called the Persian Gulf War. It is? Oh, it it is, isn't it? Yeah, we had a a debate about this, I think. And then we looked it up on Wikipedia. We're we're out of material. Probably edited it all out. But anyway, so he's always been somewhat unpredictable. But one thing that was not unpredictable is that he's wanted us out of Afghanistan for a very long time, over a decade. Yeah. When, when they took over in 2009, he said, let's just get the fuck out of there. And if the Taliban does stuff we don't like, we'll just shoot hellfire missiles at him. So like boots on the ground, he's always been against with Afghanistan. And so when the moment has come here, he's done, you know, what he's done, which is say we're done with this. Yeah. But anyway, he's made that decision. And now we have to decide, did he make the right decision? No. Yeah, only time will tell, I suppose. Maybe. But you can't see both ways. John, what do you think he should have done? I think we should have fucking stayed forever. But how? But we would have had to add more troops, right? <laughs> I mean, we might have had to add more troops. Not but, might. Um, well, things were fine until we were left. Were they? They're okay. They're better than now. I'm going to ask another... Kabul wouldn't have fallen. I'm full of dumb questions today because I know... Nothing. Is a troop like when you say like yeah yeah troops, is that one person or like a it's group not like it's not like, like an what the hell troop. is a troop? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You know, I think we could have held it with like fifty improv troops. Fifty improv. Let's get Kylie Brakeman over there as soon as possible. The Taliban are just like watching the Kylie Brakeman USO tour. Mesmerist. Um, but yeah, so you know, no man, fuck that. We should have stayed forever. We should have made a fucking gay caliphate, okay? I want to see the <laughs> rainbow flag flying, flying over Kabul. And I want all these fucking, like, nerdlinger, motherfucking neck-bearded-ass Taliban to have to watch gay pride parades in Kandahar. That's but what I want. We, and I want it we for made a thousand a deal fucking with them. years, and it never stops. We made a deal with them. We're going to send one troop to Afghanistan. <laughs> it's going to be John. Oh, that's well, I'm, I'm going to have to... Two and a um, half troops. I'm going to have to intervene here and throw my weight behind John's uh, preferred policy. Uh, that's that. That's what I favor as well. I think we should have just stayed there for longer, but I think it could have been a little bit more. Um, I, I guess, I guess America just sucks at having a, a, an empire. Um, we're we're mm. just not cut out. And, and I feel like it has something to do with the culture. Uh, Americans are just very, I, I guess allergic to the like any any situation that look that resembles colonialism, where you have so because like if you look at Afghanistan, it's like it's like it's like the same thing that the British did, uh, you know, a hundred 
50 years ago, 140 years ago, uh, they had, you know, uh, uh, officers and garrisons and, and uh, entire military installments, uh, and they were able to uh, uh, take over Afghanistan and, and, and run it. And it, uh, popular to, uh, uh, contrary to popular opinion, uh, uh, the, the British Empire did not die in Afghanistan. So, so it's not every empire's graveyard. Um, and that's kind of like what we're doing right now. But the difference is that the British brought a lot more than just uh, guns and soldiers with them. They they also brought uh, our settlers. They had they had people you know who were who were interested in in actually like you know building something in there. Uh, and there was something and there was something left. You know there were institutions that that were built uh, after the British left. And you can't you can't kind of like deny that that didn't have anything to do with the with with some positive influence that 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 the British had had you know affected there and we don't do that yeah. that's true so like i was thinking earlier Mostly today guns. like so we were in afghanistan for 20 years when did you ever see like the president of afghanistan like on jimmy fallon right or like some commingling of our cultures at all right, right. it was completely segregated from our culture that this existed that we were doing this really complicated nation building thing, but we never like, we never like started businesses there, right? There was never like, come visit Kandahar, yeah. right? But that's how it should work. Right? I mean, there were there were American businesses there, but they were largely concentrated in the military bases. So, um, you know, Bagram Air Base had like a McDonald's, they had a KFC, they had you mm-hmm. know, um, they had Burger King. They had Wendy's, but you couldn't you couldn't yeah. actually find this stuff in Kabul or in Kandahar or any of these other places. And it was it was like it was, I, I feel like I feel like the U.S. occupation of Afghanistan was like some weird exercise in nation building that was um, almost more like world building. You were creating this elusive uh, government and military that was built on sand, as we've seen. That collapsed the right. moment. So, the well, like, moment that the Americans left, it collapsed because because their entire institutions and and and, and military defense was was predicated on on always having, uh, you know, uh, uh, American corporals and sergeants and, and 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 just you know general military officers to kind of like lead the way. So um, so, so when yeah. this all happened, I I had always been of the opinion that. Um, the status quo, however, to preserve the status quo was preferable. But the shocking, the shocking ineffectual nature of the Afghan military, the Afghan government, to see how pathetic it is, how pathetic their resistance is, it does make me support just getting the fuck out of there. Um, it makes me more sympathetic to what Biden did that there was just nothing there after 20 years. Because that shows you that we're going to have to stay forever? Yes. And that the whole project is essentially pointless. Uh, Well, I have have a little uh, question that I I have for you guys. So, um, So suppose we end up going back there in, you know, let's say five years or 10 years. Um... 
would you look back on the present moment and say, well, yeah, it was the right thing to do? Because Why would we go what back? If, what, if, what if over the long term, you know, we get, we get some benefit of hindsight? It turns out that um, saying was actually the more realistic uh, option. And, and Why would we go back? It was like the more great stuff. 9-11 too. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go back for 9-11 too. Same thing. Same um, tower. What? What is that? 1822. 1822. 1822. I got kicked out of the 9-11 memorial on 4th of July. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is a hope anecdote I have to think. So, story time or no? Kicked out. I, I was with my good friend Emily and we went to um, Great brunch together <laughs> and we were in the financial district and then we were like let's walk around oh my god this day was such an adventure and so we went to like the oculus and like went around and i got to see stuff and we were like Man. right by there and have you ever been there or wow it's so it's like a there's square like not statues, but like nipples. I don't know. They're up to like your <laughs> like here, maybe shoulders. Okay. No, like shoulder, and yeah, and then um, and then they're like these pits where the towers used to stand, but they're like squares. So we were just like standing there, but like for some reason there was no one on the edge of like the side of the square we were on. Like there were people like all here, but we were like the only people there. And they're like, you guys need to keep moving. You can't be here. I don't know why. So I didn't really get kicked out, but I say I got kicked out. (laughs) We did get yelled at and we're asked to leave. That does actually kind of sound like being kicked out. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you got kicked out. We were asked to leave. leave. Yeah. And then (laughs) Oh, oh, and then it it, that was and then we and then we kept walking. We walked from the financial district to Tribeca and then all the way to the East Village. Um, which so don't is like go to the nine eleven memorial um, drunk. And that, then uh, we. That's the moral. I guess. Okay, so. what but do we like, say? Us being drunk had nothing to do with getting kicked out. We were the just coincidence. In the wrong spot. I was kicked out of the nine eleven memorial, and I happened we, to be. Drunk. Oh my god, we went. We went to a cocktail bar. We went to a cocktail bar, and we became besties with the bartender, and she was super nice. And then this man who didn't say a single word to us, paid for our entire bill. He just, like, left. And the bartender was like, he made me swear, like, I wouldn't say anything until he left, but he paid your whole tab. Does that happen? Not for like, me. Lit. But, like, isn't that weird? Does that happen at all? Like, does that, is that, did that ever happen to you? What? Like, where somebody pays your bill, like, like, entirely? Well, but, like, he didn't... S- I just... Yeah, yeah well, it's, it. it's happened, yes. but, like... I don't know. It's just weird mean, that like, they don't say you know, sometimes anything. I'm like, Typically, oh, no one paid for this one yet. Like, like, okay, here's my card. Okay, that's weird. No anonymous stranger just saw me and <laughs> credit card you roulette know, paid for it. <laughs> weird. Okay. <laughs> A day in the life of hope. Getting kicked out of the the why would, But Anas, why would we go back to Afghanistan? Well, um, suppose that um, one one hypothetical. I mean, I I. Don't know how plausible or how likely it is, but I guess one hypothetical that's, to be fair, happened before is that um, Afghanistan would uh, 
would the, the government there would 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 tolerate having a an anti-American, you know, jihadist, you know, ISIS-style whatever uh, uh, terrorist group operating and planning operations from its soil and recruiting and and you know, uh, uh, you know fundraising. You know, Al Qaeda 2.0 essentially, which, which once again, I mean, it happened before. So what's what's to what's to really stop it from happening again? It we, just they, seems they say like that we're that's have a good like a, reason. Here's another one. How about it starts fucking destabilizing Pakistan, and we don't like it because they have nuclear weapons, and we decide to do something. Wouldn't wouldn't Pakistan right. be able to handle that on their own? They'll probably get their asses kicked. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear what you're saying? No, of course not. I mean, maybe. I mean, Pakistan's like, could, when was the last time Pakistan on. was in a war? Like 1973 or something? If the Taliban started, like, trying to invade Pakistan, right? Like, we can just help them out with air support and stuff. I, I'm not worried about that. If they have, like, terrorist training camps and stuff, is that more of a problem than, like, Boko Haram or all of the... Al Qaeda affiliates around the world, like, is that really Boko, more of a problem Boko, than those? Boko Haram is a little bit of a different beast because um, they generally tend to stay away from Western targets, military or civilian. So I think the question is, which you kind of brought up before, is like, is it helpful to a terrorist organization to have territory? Right. Like, do the training camps matter? Like, does that actually help them uh, do terrorism better? Do terrorism better? Sure. Um, so uh, I don't know the answer. I question that. that. I question that. Unless whole... you say yes. I say no. I mean, it, says no. it's a it's a it, it helps to be in a country that doesn't have an extradition treaty with any uh, NATO country. So if there is um, some. Uh, somebody who's suspected of planning an attack on, uh, uh, you know, the United States or its allies. You just go arrest Europe. them. You can't just, yeah, you can't just, like, file, a, you know, a, 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 an extradition request to that country. And, and I think right. another aspect of it is financial. So, so Afghanistan is going to be run by the Taliban, okay? And they're going to have access to you know, the international finance system. What's to stop... Um, um, you know, terrorist groups from from because uh, finance is a big part of it. You need money. You need to be able to uh, send money. You need to be able to utilize U.S. dollars, so to speak. Because if you get sanctioned, then you can't. I mean, Hezbollah is having can tell you a lot about this. So can Hamas. So can Iran. They they have trouble acquiring basic replacement parts for their like military tech uh, because they're shut out of the entire like dollar-based financial system. So the question is like, would people in Afghanistan be like, are we going to sanction Afghanistan? This is the question I'm thinking. Are we going to sanction Afghanistan? Are we going to shut 40 million people off the, uh, uh, you know, the, the world's financial uh, circulatory system? And I honestly don't know the answer to that because it depends entirely on situation on the ground this president let's so let's on. be honest you know maybe it's time for the taliban to embrace some new ideas um you know the taliban can come to davos and exchange ideas with some of the uh <laughs> the elite financial institutions around Ooh. the world maybe they can moderate i think that it's possible like i think the I, taliban I, could moderate 
I want to see like a, a rom-com about a Taliban commander <laughs> who meets a modern Western woman and, he, and she like blows all of his expectations out of the water. <laughs> but in the end, she melts his heart. That's, uh, and that's a good Everything one. works out. I'd watch that. It seems possible. I don't know. It seems like the Taliban is going to try some different things. That's the line, like, you know, fucking Dexter Filkins, um, who is kind of awesome because he doesn't have, like, a fear center in his brain and just, like, wanders into war zones. But he was running this whole spiel about, like, a kinder, gentler Taliban. And I was like, I don't know, man. Seems like they're going to be dicks again. Yeah. Did you ever see the the video about Pitch Perfect being about <laughs> 9-11? <laughs> I've never seen Pitch Perfect. It's a good one. I have, but actually, okay. I slept over at this girl's house in like middle school. And like, we were not like, (laughs) we weren't like close. Like that was probably the only time we hung out. middle school. No, no, no. No. And, and so it was just weird. Like the one time I hung out with her outside school, I like stayed over at her house. Like that's kind of weird. And we watched Pitch Perfect on, like, her laptop, but, like, the sound wasn't working, so we could, like, barely hear it. And, like, isn't there that girl who's, like, really quiet, who, like, the whole joke is you can't hear her? You, like, could not hear her. So, yeah. No, no, I had two sleepovers with this girl. One, we had that, and then, yeah, her mom made us, like, coffee or something in the morning, and I think I felt rude not drinking it in middle school. I don't know. She was, like, Was that just, like, a one-time rushing. thing? Well, and then and then me, her, and this one other girl who I also like never hung out with had another sleepover, and we watched The Hangover okay. too. I don't know. They didn't feel I've like it was going to be a repeat sleepover. From the way you're describing it, it was like a little awkward. Yeah, and I think the first of all, yeah, and I think, and I think that was the only two times I hung out with her okay. outside of school. Yeah, the coffee. I don't know. It's just a weird note. Sorry, I have nothing well, to add it's to this related to 9-11, clearly. Like, my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you you guys actually should watch the video. It's a great video. It it talks about how Pitch Perfect is about 9-11, and I think... The I remember on 9-11, argument. my, like, roommate woke me up and said, like, dude, you need to, like, turn on the TV. Dude. So then I turned on the oh TV, God, and then, dude. like, the second plane happened. And then all the classes at yeah. college, I was in college at the time, Hope. All the classes got canceled. And uh, even though all the classes were canceled, there was like one class, right, that was still like first year seminar. And they were like, well, we still need to do that because like these kids are going to be like disturbed and stuff. So it was like three hours after the towers fell. And mm. I get to the fucking class. There was a guy who already had a controlled demolition theory. Like he already thought that the, you know, that the giant planes filled with jet fuel weren't the reason the buildings fell down. Incidental. Mm -hmm. And I always remember. Just cover. Like that. When people started talking about 9-11 conspiracy theories, I was like, yeah, I mean, it it was a fundamental thing that couldn't, People couldn't accept that, you know, this could happen to us, that a bunch of idiots with 
box cutters could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the same thing as JFK, right? Also, that guy Sorry, got go like incredible amounts of pussy in the years to come, like after that. Off of the theories. No, just because he's that kind of fucking guy. Oh. You know, like a hacky sack kind of guy, you know? So as he was watching the live footage, he immediately was like, this is... Controlled demolition, yeah. Apparently that's what... So he was like in the first, he was like in the first 5% like conspiracy theorists. Yes. (laughs) Apparently Charlie Sheen thought the same. When Charlie Sheen saw it, he thought the same. You want to know what happened, where I was when 9-11 happened? Sure. I was home. It was the day before. You were just a gleam in your father's eye. No, it was the day before my first day of preschool. (laughs) (laughs) I was three. (laughs) John, what were you doing on 9-11? You were like, Mommy, what is (laughs) 9-11? I still am. No, (laughs) John, what were you doing on 9-11? 9-11, I like, um, I slept until like 3 p.m. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was up. like that kind of like lying in bed. I, I was living at the 21st Street Co-op in Austin, Texas, um, which is kind of like a hippie fraternity. Um, so I slept till like three and I was doing that thing where you're like lying in bed, but you're not really sleeping. But I could like hear people like reacting to it on the TV. And I just had like this like feeling of dread from like something really bad has happened, but like not knowing. And then I got up at like, you know, like as the sun was almost setting and saw that 9-11 happened. Did, what time of day did it happen? It's in the morning. It was like, yeah, like 9 I actually, or something. I, the I first do plane have was friend. in the morning. It was I like 8.30 actually, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I have yeah. a friend um, who like grew up in the city and she, she watched the second plane hit because her preschool was like Oof. across the street. Yeah, she's like very scarred from it. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's and insane, then, yeah. Yeah. And that I went to a mm-hmm. school with a girl who lost her dad because he worked there. It was, it was impactful enough, like, you know, just having it happen in the country, right? But like being in New York, I can't imagine. That's like mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people forget now is that nine uh, eleven wasn't like a singular event. It was like a two week experience of terror. Um, in particular, the anthrax attacks, people forget that, like how scary that was that, uh, you know, these anthrax letters were going around that prolonged a right. lot. Um, so there was like a constant sense of like something else could happen. Yeah. Well, even if nothing else did happen, you're still going to feel like that for like a long yes. time, right? Whereas now that that's was definitely gone. a concern. Now that's gone. Now we perceive, I don't know. We, I think we now we perceive terrorism as something like not a fact of life, but something more like a school shooting, which is right. like it's something that happens every once in a while, and uh, you know it doesn't really shake our mind that we're constantly under threat of it. Yeah, and like nothing that big had ever happened before, right? Like that's a crazy successful terrorist attack. I mean, they got to the Pentagon. Like one plane was going to go to the White House, right? Three thousand people. Like one plane was headed for the White House, and we just got lucky with that one. Is that the most fatal terrorist attack in history? Oh, I actually don't know. Like what's killed? Like three thousand people? That's fucking huge, man. What about? Would it be well? What about the um, World War Two? 
us. The Instant terrorism. You mean no. Hiroshima? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the terrorism of U.S. involvement in World no, War II? You consider Hiroshima a terrorist attack? It's way up there. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Is that well? That's I don't, true. I, it makes you, you think. Know, Actually, what is the? You consider COVID a what terrorist What is the number one? Is it the firebombing of Tokyo? Is that number one in terms of a mass casualty event? Oh. I'll tell I you mean, one thing. It wasn't Ted Bundy. There's like battles that have been like 100,000, right? But firebombing of Japan was like 400,000 people or something. Hmm. I'm just yeah, going to Google just about terrorism. Mo- most fatal event. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's uh... <laughs> Well, that'd probably be like the Black Plague, right? Well, it's actually so, okay. Wait, mm, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Table of history's most deadly events. Yeah, it's it's Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That was... this is like some History Channel bullshit. Wait, history's so I so I was events. right. I was right. Yeah, it's it's you were right. It's Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and the the. Um, Second one is the Air Force bombing of Tokyo. Oh, so that's number uh, two. Okay. Yeah, and and, never, and the first one is like the range uh, is between one hundred and twenty nine thousand to two hundred twenty six thousand estimated who were who were killed in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and the uh, the firebombing of Tokyo was one hundred and thirty thousand. Okay. And the third one is the Allied bombing of Hamburg. Fourth one is Dresden. I feel like the third and fourth one are pretty. Like makes sense, yeah. Hold on, I got I got the World Atlas worst terrorist attacks in world history. Um, it's a slideshow. This can take me a second. <laughs> oh, yep, September eleventh. Oh, it's number one. So yeah, anytime it's number one. Yeah, I knew it was top ten. The crazy um, thing about World War Two and why I personally think that it's you know a lot more tragic than the First World War is because of the uh, civilian to military casualty ratio. And like the, uh, if I remember correctly, I think the civilian to military during World War One ratio was like two to one, but I have to confirm that. Whereas, whereas for World War Two, it's around seven to one. Uh, so, so, so for every, every combatant who was killed, seven civilians were killed. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. And that's actually one of the highest, uh, one of the, one of the most uneven ratios. Like, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people were like, conflict. I'm volunteering for the army. It's too fucking dangerous not to. Do, do the... Like, the get me deaths, in the army because I can't... Do the Does the Holocaust count towards that or no? Is that separate? To- it, 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 it is included in World War II casualties. It is, yeah. Okay, so then that makes sense. Because I was going to say then it's really high if it didn't. But either mm. way, it's high. <laughs> yeah. I I made it through World War II, so no one would. All I got was this damn t-shirt. <laughs> Let's do a different topic, guys. You have a bunch yes. of topics yeah. to talk about. Oh, my about. God. We are so in sync right now, Matt. Wow. I was thinking the same thing. We have can so we do topics? something I can talk about <laughs> that I Fine. Oh, we used to talk about grilling and meat. Yes, do you like that stuff, Hope? 
Somewhat. I actually, I just spent the week with um, my vegan and vegetarian friends. How was that? It was good. I actually, I had a, I just went to California. So we had lots of good food. Um, there's, um, we went to an all vegan deli and I got a sandwich. It was Imagine called like that. the, the hoppin jalapeno or something. It was spicy. And it had, um, do you guys know what Satan is? It's like the oh, meat substitute. I do. It was, it was like uh mushroom Satan something. And then it like, it was supposed to be like steak, I think. I don't know. It was good. And she had like a Reuben or whatever the thing is. But like, it was all vegan. It was good. Was it good or was it good for being vegan? It was good. I honestly, I eat meat, but I'm, I mean, I can talk about meat, so this is fine. But like, I'm very picky. Well, you can talk about, you can talk about almost anything. Yeah. The, um, true. <laughs> you set your but, mind to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't stop talking. You guys know me. Just don't shut up. Oh, um, that's not true. Sometimes. Well, <laughs> We were so Anas, you're in you're in the restaurant industry. Yes, you're a chef. Oh, you are. I am. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about I that. A, I have a I have a business. Well, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I went to culinary school after I dropped out of college in 2014. Uh, I did like an accelerated program, and then I ended up graduating like six months earlier. So that took like a year. This was in Montreal. And then I graduated. Well, my, my parents are in the restaurant industry. So it's all I grew up hearing about. And like, you know, it's just passed down, the, 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 you know, all that. Uh, and then I worked in, uh, I think it's like about a dozen restaurants so far. Uh, and my last job in the industry was uh, sous chef. And I quit that job, COVID. And I, uh, did a bunch of other things, and now I have a business where I make these. Uh, it's, it's for a company that uh, uh, delivers homemade uh, meals, homemade style meals, like that are refrigerated, so they're not like hot. So you can just like, and then they they ship them in these insulated bags, and so I create menus and I cook food. And I take it to the, and I do it at the I do it at the commissary kitchen, which is like a licensed kitchen, and then somebody else just takes care of the food and delivers it. So yeah, that's that's what I'm doing right now. Um, hmm. yeah. Cool. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Much, much yeah. cooler than me. <laughs> yeah, you could you could order it on like on DoorDash if you're ever in Chicago. Well, yeah. I mean, just I, to, just to circle back to some stuff we talked about. I mean, you're in the restaurant industry. If I go to a restaurant and I sit down, open the menu, there's some lamb on there. I order the lamb. Uh-huh. Am I getting mutton? Uh, no, you're not getting mutton. You're getting uh, so so. The the definition of mutton is uh, sheep uh, sheep meat that's that's that was slaughtered in 24 months or above. Oh, I know the definition. Uh, yeah, so you're getting you're getting you're getting a lamb most likely between six to twelve months old. Six to twelve. So is that hogette? It's uh, it's it's not as mild as like five to six months. It's like it's still lamb, but it's just yeah, it's gonna. So at the average restaurant, if I order lamb, like a lamb chop, the average yeah, it's probably six to twelve months old because those have better yield. 
and they're cheaper per pound. So that's what restaurants are going to use. But there are you could you could go. I bet it's twelve to twenty four. <laughs> yes. Yes. But so okay. So it's it's not true that at the average. So let's say I go, let's say but let's take it to a different level. Let's say I go to an Indian buffet, right? And they've got like some lamb curry, and I scoop it out. Is that mutton? That's yeah, lamb. It's under twelve months old. You think it's lamb? I think I think it's usually lamb. They're being honest. With Matt you. thinks there's a lamb conspiracy. I think there's a I lamb. I don't need lamb. say it's lamb. I mean, I, I don't. Mutton. I mean, uh, it could be mutton, but the thing with mutton is that its its flavor is its its aroma is just so gamey that like it's really it's hard to confuse like lamb that's between six to twelve months old with sheep meat, which is mutton really. 24 months and above. It's really hard to confuse them. Okay. All right. I just... So you're going to have to... Is it like ever that. overpowering? Like when you when you have lamb, because you're so, not so sure if what you're getting is lamb, uh, do you ever like... Have you actually had mutton to like, like as a reference point? No. Mm, okay. So you should, you should have mutton. It is much, much more overpowering. I just feel like with Indian had. food, and I say this as a compliment... What they do to meat makes it taste so much better than it is most of the time that I feel like they're getting away with some mutton in there. If anyone could do it, it's the Indians. Right. Did you guys hear about the time I went to an Indian restaurant? No. Okay. I went like a few weeks ago and we were the only people there. (laughs) And I was definitely profiled because I ordered the chicken vindaloo. Mm-hmm. And it was not spicy at all. And the man what? like peer pressured me into ordering the um, what's the 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 mango drink or the the, the yogurt the lassi? Yeah, he was like, "Oh, you're gonna need it. It's spicy." I was like, eh. "And he's like, it's okay. I'll bring it for you." And like my food was not spicy. Ooh. And then he put on Justin Bieber and Celine Dion. No. Oh, you should have told him. Should have busted his balls about it. I mean, they take that real personally. So he, you definitely would have got a reaction if you were like, this isn't spicy at all. Oh, my God. He would have brought you like five spicy dishes. I swear uh, to God. Maybe. Well, now now I live close to the place that I want. So next time go there and be like, you know, last time you said it was going to be spicy and mm-hmm. I didn't taste we were We were friends, though. I, okay. I feel like he would recognize me if I came back. We, we had a grand old time. Hmm. BFFs. So Matt, Here's, do you ever uh, do you ever like buy lamb and buy it like and cook it at home? <laughs> do you cook, Matt? I don't. I feel like you don't. I don't cook. I mean, I cook a dish. The idea of Matt buying lamb and Red like, Baron pizza, dicing it up, um, dicing it up. Earlier this week, I got I got some Trader Joe's uh, cacio e pepe, and then I Ooh. also <laughs> I also baked some okay. uh, fried ravioli, and then I combined the two and just stirred them all together, and then. Put some craft Parmesan on top of it, and so oh, I was a chef okay. that night. Yeah. Uh, oh, my girlfriend! Tricky. My girlfriend does make. My girlfriend has been agitating to start making some lamb. So I'm interested to see. Now, if she goes to a butcher and asks for lamb, does she get lamb? Yeah, I mean, most likely you're gonna get. Lamb. You got it. Most, most You're likely. Butcher? But legally, they could sell you butt and call it lamb. I don't think so. The USDA says so. Yet. Really? Yes. 
There's some fucking like law. Four month old. That would be in the United States. Be... You can call all sheep meat lamb. Wait, no. is lamb supposed to be like the better one or no? Because well, it's, it's cheaper. It's I more mean, expensive. It's, it's, it's like it's a baby. It's different. Okay. Do I hear what I cooked the other night? Absolutely. Vegan. Absolutely. We. I made tacos and we. I went to Trader Joe's, and I got the soy chorizo. And then I grilled pineapples and then I made homemade pico and guac and used the jicama wraps from Trader Joe's instead of tortillas. That sounds wonderful. Oh, it was delicious. I have a picture. You want to see it? Absolutely. Grilled pineapple's great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Put that uh, on the grill. Matt, I, I, think I, just, I think I just got an answer for you. Okay, so this makes perfect sense. So earlier you asked me, like, you know, if you go to an Indian restaurant or whatever, are you getting lamb? And what I said was that you're most likely getting something older than six months old. And it's actually much worse than that. You're most likely getting, according to this uh, article here from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, the average age at which uh, sheep are slaughtered in the United States is between 12 to 14 months. And that is not really, that's like, that's like Hoggett. That it's early. So what you're getting is so the so the answer to your question is you're getting hagged, but 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 you could get lamb if you go to a specialty butcher, uh, uh, like a gourmet butcher who has who would most likely have have like lamb from New Zealand, which is mm. younger than twelve months and usually between five to twelve months old. So, so it's that, a conspiracy. Stuff I, get. I mean, it's a conspiracy. There, you know, right. the American palate does not taste true lamb that often right because we've been because it's just not to that's because the economics of it are just um you know it's because the global it, elites don't want <laughs> we don't like lamb them so if we got well more I, mean, lamb, I mean if anything if anything if you if you go to um if you go on d'artagnan which is like a website for uh i could actually like put it up here later uh you could actually get new zealand lamb from them which is um, you know the superior uh, lamb. Mm. It's also slaughtered less uh, when it's young, like less than twelve months old. So they definitely have that. You can order it. That's that's what I get. Fine. You can also get restaurant. When though. I I went to Italy in high school on a school trip, and all the meals were like kind of like pre-picked for dinner, where it was like you would pick like chicken or it was typically chicken or veal. And I remember this one girl didn't know what veal was, and she ordered it, and then she cried when she found out what it was. That'll happen. I didn't eat. Oh, my God. I ate, like, nothing that trip. I'm, I was such a pi- but I feel many then. people in the United States do not order lamb because they assume it's baby. <laughs> they hear that it's they lamb, like- and they're like, I don't want to eat a baby animal. Yeah. If I knew that that right. thing lived for a full because 12 months, best- I'd be like, fuck it, you yeah. know. Yeah, because the best tasting lamb is like really young lamb. Like the older it gets, the more, you know, the less appealing it is. Uh, mm. But there's a lot of cultures around the world that enjoy eating mutton. <laughs> I really wanted to say just like women. Oh man! Oh, I really didn't. Uh, I I really didn't. Women uh, peak at forty-five. But it didn't come off that way. Women but it didn't, didn't come off that way. I guess. Wow! I I'm counting down the days <laughs> till I'm forty-five. So close. <laughs> Oh, I should have, I should have phrased that. I should have phrased that a little bit better. (laughs) No, I, I, 
I'm sorry. My was, birthday's <laughs> coming up. My, oh, that's right. Well, you're one quarter of In the way three, away. Yeah. It, uh, one day shy of three months till my birthday. How old are you going to be? 24. Oh. <laughs> I know. 24 Oof. is a weird age. I know. Not I felt age, old, but I, I turned 23. I was like, ugh, I'm so old. And then when you're 24, you're like, fuck it. I'm old, but I'm leaning into it. Yeah. It's okay. No, really. It's just, just You're still a number. A baby. You're still actually a baby. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have You're my. You're baby until you turn 30. I have my, my own place again now. So, moving nice. on up in the world. 24, you got an apartment in Brooklyn. People are buying you dinners, don't even know you. <laughs> Cherish these moments. <laughs> Why am I, how did I find myself in the position? Why am I a co-host on a podcast (laughs) with you two? I believe you were drunk at the 9-11 memorial and one thing led to another. No, that happened after. Oh. Come on. Well, there's no explaining it then. Oh, wow. No, now I'm I'm thinking back to the history of my beginnings on this podcast. It's a little rough. I wonder how many episodes you've been on so far. Six. Ten. Six. Ten. Out of out of what like fifteen? Well, my my first 15, episode okay. was episode forty. I came so prepared. I talked about serial killers and cocktails, and I had a Google spreadsheet about about serial killers, and I. I talked mm-hmm. about um, last meals, which is very interesting. Like what people ordered. Um, it was also very interesting. I don't know if we talked about this, but, um, like when you get the death penalty, like the different ways you can die, like some States, like there's only been three people who have been executed by firing squad, but that is something you could choose. Um, which is terrifying. I would not want to America. Yes. Mm. American. I'm from America. So it's not ever. America. No, just kidding. And yeah, no, it was just very interesting. And it's like they they have, I think, five people with like loaded guns or not loaded guns with guns, but only one mm-hmm. of them is loaded. So no, they, one of them is not loaded, right? No, no. So <laughs> no, only one of them is loaded, but you don't know thought, which one. No. no, it's supposed to be. If you're no. doing it right, only one of them isn't loaded. <laughs> There's not just like one. John, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you not load yes, one of them? No, so well, that you can think, that, so that you can rationalize that you were the person who didn't. Right, that it. makes sense. Yeah, I no, see they what, do I it. See what like, John so, means. Yeah. so morally, like you can kind of have on your conscience, like, oh, I yeah. for sure didn't shoot them, or not for sure, but like, there's a possibility. What I a didn't waste shoot of the time. <laughs> Just load all the guns. Like, come on. Well, I mean, okay, so I, I have a counter. I have a counter argument to that. Just kill uh, this mentally retarded person. Yeah, but like like soldiers and like people like who kill for a living and stuff, uh, they, you know, even they can break down eventually after having witnessed so much violence. And I feel like the purpose of like, you know, not having every gun loaded helps to kind of like make it easier for them to pull the trigger without like the, the I mean, I don't know what it's like. You guys, can you guys imagine what it's like to pull a trigger on another like- Do they really not know? Do they really not know if, if their bullet? A lo- 
Well, Got a lot there. of them are like I would I would imagine like for these jobs you would give it to like like rookies to get them like you know to get them you initiated like see like in the movies like the the rookies always given like a hard choice like in in war I think it was in that movie what's it called like the one with Brad Pitt in World War Two um, the one in the tank Seven whatever. Years in Tibet. <laughs> no, Forrest no, Gump. No, no. No. I said a word. <laughs> No, I'm in a World War II movie. Yeah, I, I can't think was... But yeah, they give the rookie, like, the gun oh. to shoot the, the, the Nazi. Oh, it's the tank like, movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the tank. Yeah, Tank Man or some No, Tank, uh, Super Tank. Uh, Command, Commander? No. It's about uh, tanks, Brad Pitt. Fury. The name of the movie what is, is it? Fury. Yeah. Theory? Fury. Fury, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good, pretty good movie. Never yeah. seen it. I, I, I wouldn't. Would you guys like if you guys were in the military, like you know, by chance, and you were like, okay, you have to execute this soldier, or whatever. Like, would you guys go through with it if you were like, well, like how, how much pressure would have to be executed yeah. on you? Like, I that's think your job. Would absolutely execute. Would, like, yeah, no, but it would be like a war crime because like they have they have like surrendered, right? I so wait, hard. it is a war crime. It is a war crime to shoot, to kill somebody or torture somebody who has surrendered. Yeah, it's in the yeah. If it's a war crime, I'd be like, whoa, 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 like hold on. Only because it's but only because it's a war crime, or because like there is like something inherently. Well, it doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me talk to my lawyer. I definitely would think like. (laughs) I definitely would be like, wait a second, this is probably a war crime for a reason. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do it in war, it's got to be pretty bad. No, yeah, I... I also, no? I'm scared of kill people? loud noises. <laughs> Sudden loud noises. Like, like if someone pops a bottle of champagne, they have to warn me. You would be Are terrible. Are you afraid of the truth. doorbell? Oh, I'm a little bit like that, too. Uh, I'm a little bit like no, that. No, I'm, I'm very jumpy. Like, hope, I'm not, like... in a if, war zone. She's just like, ah. Oh, what was that? <laughs> me in Washington oh. Square Park. No, I'm just like, kidding. It's guns, Hope. Oh, We're let, me look at war. At, let me look at this link. We need to end the episode soon. No, we don't. No, I'm just kidding. The, the five hour long episode. Oh, I got to pee and other things. Ooh. <laughs> well, there we go. Oh, I could order. All I'm right. going to order some lamb. But it'll be Hoggett. Hey, ooh.